At your request, Lieutenant Kendrick, I can have the record reflect your lack of acknowledgement of this court as a proper authority. Objection. Argumentative. Objection. Argumentative. Objection. Argumentative. Uh, objection, Your Honor. This is argumentative. Sustained. Watch yourself, counsel. Hello and welcome to another episode of Objection Argumentative. I am your host, Murphy Kennefick, and I am back again with another episode with another member of the top five. We're getting close. Two down. Well, three down now. Two to go. We're going to get them all, baby, don't you think? I am here with my good friend from high school, Brooks Busby. Hey, Murphy. How Hello. are you? Hi, Brooks. I'm good. How are you? Um, doing well. Do you think we will get all five members of the top five on the podcast? Uh, if you are referring to literally all five members, I can I am. guarantee that will not happen. <laughs> um, and, and the We're other so close, members, though. yeah, well, the other members of the top five will understand what I'm saying. Uh, but yes, I love I speaking in code to a wide audience. I right, think that's fun right. for them. Brooks and I have been, well, we've been acquaintances since around 2011, but we've been friends since like 2013, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Junior year of high school. Yeah, that's, um, that's, probably, uh, that's probably accurate. But as you, you famously like to, to tell people, it was, you had to work for my friendship, isn't that right? Yeah, it wasn't easy. Uh, I kind of, uh, you know, I felt like I made friends pretty pretty easily and, and comfortably uh, in my life, and then I, and I met Murphy. What, that's what concerned me about you. <laughs> well, I met I met Murphy, and that was certainly not the case. I knew I wanted to be his friend, uh, and and clearly I was willing to put in the work, but I didn't expect to have to How work did you know? quite so hard. Why did you think you wanted to? Why well, you know there was uh, <laughs> we were in that uh, math class. There was talks of Lego movie and uh, just, you know, lots of common interest despite you know, our, it was in that room. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Clearly the, the brightness of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, what about like 16 year old me? Like really was like, okay, yeah, this guy. Yeah. I don't know because you know, if people could see the, the video right now, we, we don't exactly look like we would be friends. Uh, well, right. Cause you are star football player. Everybody loves you, and I was—I'm immediately skeptical of that. Right, right. So somebody people, who has friends out the wazoo, you know, maybe isn't going to pay the specific attention that I require. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and you required and and still require quite a bit of attention, but the friendship is is worth it. On, and that's on why. Every level. That's why, baby. That's why it's been a decade, and we're still here. That's what it's I'm saying. You reap what you sow. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think we, we went to see the Lego movie. That's, that was great. Um, and everything was awesome. And I just, yeah, just lots of library interactions and football games. You would hug me drenched in sweat uh, mm. after the games, which I did not appreciate. Um, I, I got it quite the, uh, you know, lesson or master class in, in movies throughout high right. school. Uh, that yes. was a that was a big thing. Um, Murphy uh, is kind of infamous uh, in my family almost for being for, on movies. <laughs> yes, uh, but but for Murphy's style of evaluating movies and just his critical eye of movies is is known in my family. My family 
is just you know they'll watch whatever the big box office hit is and and i since since my since my friendship with murphy have been skeptical of those big box office hits and and have looked for the more critically acclaimed uh movies be the change you want to see in the world right right. and now i'm having that ripple effect yeah you've been you've indoctrinated me into uh quite the the movie makes uh, me sound like some sort of sage like i I, I'm the expert when uh, cult, cult yeah. leader is that? Uh, well, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, potentially. And you know, in in high school, and everybody nobody knows anything, and I knew some things. And if you know right. some things about one thing, you're the expert on that thing. Right. Um. So yeah, I, think I, I tried to teach you football and things like that. So. I learned some things about football. Yeah. I like football. We were both willing to learn about the other's interests, which what yes. is really what made such a great friendship. So. That is, yeah, that's that's the bedrock. Um, but you know, like the rest of it was, you know, solidified by by secrets and about hmm. um, being confidants and code words, and you see right. that you know it still lives on. That's that's what bonds people. That's what right. bonds it, like. It's the Soviet it, Union. <laughs> well, when we were talking about the work that I had to put in to. Uh, to gain friendship. It was really just putting in, in that work to earn your trust with those secrets. Yes. Uh, yes. which, you know, looking back, I, I, I kind of get it, you know, you didn't have to give, give those secrets up, but, uh, I had to prove myself and, uh, and look what happens when they're right. given up to the wrong person. Yeah. I mean, as I famously <laughs> have been described as, as a labyrinth of mystery. Right. I was wondering how, uh, how long we were going to get in before, <laughs> before that phrase got brought up. It's essential. Uh, okay, what else? I feel like there's something we're, like, we're forgetting. We're glossing over. I feel like we're almost underselling the friendship, you know? I, yeah, I feel like we are, too, because it, it, you know, it, it started out, like, progressively, but then, you know, once it got its footing, it was, it was very, it was constant and consistent. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I feel like any other, they'll, they'll come out as we're talking. Right. I do want to say, yeah, I feel like uh, Julia was a previous guest on here, and she kind of proclaimed sure. herself... Just because she is the only one who hasn't been on probation, she kind of proclaimed herself as uh, top one of top five. <laughs> and I just want, you know, since this is my time, I want to uh, just uh, unequivocally uh, disagree with that. Um, okay. There and, is no ranking. Declare myself as top one of top five. So, there is no ranking. You're all equal in my heart. Um, and what, that. Whatever you have to tell them. Until. Mm-hmm. Until one of you, you know, eventually is, is removed. I, w- um, I do want to say to give the audience an example of, of uh, such an offense that puts you on probation in the top five. Uh, my me incident, on probation or, you, or yours? Oh, uh, what put me on probation? I actually I went over this with Mary Frances. Oh, okay. She asked okay, me. So I don't know when, if that's going to come up before, but go ahead. Gotcha. Well, my my uh, grave offense was uh, forgetting Murphy's birthday. Um, oh yeah, that's did, not the one we were talking about. Oh okay, maybe. Well, I don't I, think I don't think that that's, was a probation. Maybe that's the offense that I feel worse about. Uh, I I don't even think that that was it. That's just you know that's that's just gotcha. That's just that's just a shame. But I like no, to think that, that I made up for it though by uh, driving and surprising you in college yes, uh, on course. your actual birthday one time. So and I then like a that different was a year, gesture. giving me the best Christmas present I've ever received, which was a signed. Uh, picture of Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, how about that? And uh, is it Which framed I now, love. by the way? No, I don't have it framed oh. so that I can transport it. Ah. Uh, mm, yeah. But, it, okay, it, maybe I will. It has never been framed in 
since I'll it was gifted. It. It's it is sacred to me. It is among my most prized possessions. I'm glad. Okay, so you have a, it's, you know, we'll get the rest of it out as we go. You have a topic ready. You have a, a hot take. You have something you're ready that you believe fervently that other people are going to disagree with that you are going to argue for. Is that right? That is, that's right. Um, I'm, okay, good. I'm interested to see uh, kind of what people's thoughts are on this, but uh, you'll never know. No one right. will. There's no comment section. Right. But you know, if, if you do have something, please follow me, DM me, slide in. I'm, I'm ready box? to hear it. I know I should. That would be worth the investment. Um, I have to swear you in, so uh, please raise your right hand. And uh, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, when you're arguing for your hot take, committing to your topic wholeheartedly, and to fighting me with your whole heart, so help you God? I do. Thank you. And thank you for actually raising your hand. You're welcome. Uh, I'm going to shut up now, and you are going to talk until uh, you, you say that you are done. Okay? okay. So goodbye. All right. All right. So uh, it's interesting. So I've, I've actually listened to all of the episodes that are currently out um, of this podcast and really enjoyed them. And one of the things that I noticed uh, is that s several of the guests uh, have kind of talked about maybe a version of uh, what I want to discuss today. And um, and, and that is and to reference them kind of specifically. Um, one of the episodes talked about uh, truth in the media coverage and, you know, whether we should believe uh, what the media says and whether the media causes all of the problems in, in our country and things like that. And then another episode talked about um, truth in social media and, um, you know, just the negative negativity on social media and, and, and things like that. So what I really want to discuss today is is truth and what exactly our society currently believes about truth and what we should believe about truth. So what I'm arguing for today is that truth is objective. There is one truth and it is the truth. And I, th I think the biggest thing uh, that has made this such a hot topic for me and something that I kind of believe passionately is kind of the rise of the phrase uh, my truth or your truth uh, that that's a phrase that has become very popular lately so it's kind of something that has gotten me to think about uh, this topic um, so anyway I, I think I'm going to use that phrase you know throughout my argument to kind of uh, more so give an example of what I believe is kind of a larger shift in our society and kind of what we believe as a society about truth. Um, so kind of, I said it before, but I believe truth is, is objective. And by that, I mean that it is not subject to uh, our personal beliefs or our preferences. Um, now, what, what I believe or what you believe may happen to align with what is objectively true but our personal belief in it, in and of itself, does not make that true. Um, so there is, you know, there is an objective truth. It is universal. Uh, it's unchanging. And <laughs> again, to go back to the to the phrase, uh, my truth, your truth. Truth cannot be owned. Uh, if it becomes personal, then it loses its authority. 
So I think those are kind of important points to make. Now, I think a lot of people could argue, well, that's really not what people are saying or what they mean when they use that phrase. Uh, you know, if, if someone is saying my truth, maybe they just mean my personal experience. And, and I would agree with that. I would say that's probably what people are saying when they use that phrase. But they shouldn't use that phrase if, if that's what they're saying. So, and, and I, because of that, I think, you know, words matter. They're important. Uh, we should pay attention to the words that we use. Um, and we should use words that represent what we actually mean when we say it. So if someone uses the phrase, my truth, and they are really talking about their personal experiences or their personal choices, then they should pay attention to the words that they use and use words that, that really represent that. Um, and so I know a lot of people have, have started to use that phrase, you know, my truth of, of sharing, you know, maybe a tragic uh, or a traumatizing experience that has happened to them. Um, and, and, you know, sharing personal experience is powerful. Those people should share those moments, those things that have happened to them. Um, but it shouldn't be kind of elevated to the, to the level of truth. We should share experiences and people's experiences should be, should be, you know, listened to and, and trusted. Um, but we shouldn't say my truth when we, when we mean my experience. Uh, because again, that that weakens the power of the word uh, truth itself, um, and and it is kind of used today as, um, well, you know, this thing, you, you, we I may be told to do this thing, but my truth is this, so this is what I'm going to do. This is the decision I'm going to make, and I think that really isolates someone uh, from other perspectives or you know, negative, uh, criticism. Um, and I read as I was kind of preparing for this, um, a quote that said in a world where it's so easy to live in a bubble where everyone agrees with you, your truth only drifts you away from having meaning, meaningful discussions and healthy debates. And it actually results in a lot of misinformation, um, rather than accurate information, uh, being, being given. So, um, so I think, you know, we should be uh, clear about what we're saying. We should um, choose words that mean what we want them to mean or what we what, that mean what they should mean. Um, and we, we should be clear. Um, and, and the objective truth is is what um, we we should understand is true rather than our own personal experience our personal experience can't be elevated to the level of truth so you may speak okay uh first of all i love how meta this is right off the bat that you you're bringing up other people's arguments uh in that have already happened on the show and that you're coming <laughs> on a show about arguing to say that there are certain things that cannot be argued because they just are a certain way. Yeah. Um, okay. The, the first big hole in this I, I have to poke is that if we each have like, okay, let's, let's assume that there is, no, I'm going to say there is not objective truth because 
everybody's... All right, let's assume that something happened. Okay, something okay. happened, and we all perceived it, right? But we each perceive it slightly different. Now, that's not always going to affect the actual facts of what happened. Like, if a, there's a car accident, we saw the car accident happen. But there's always going to be things around that, surrounding that, that are going to be different. And anything that happens is perceived by a human. Otherwise, how can we know about it? It's like a tree falls in the forest. Right. doesn't make a sound. Of course it makes a sound. Right. But with things that are not that cut and dry, there's a lot of variables that are going to affect the truth that right. have to be perceived by humans. So how, even mm. if there is objective truth, how can we like reliably perceive it? Right. Well, I think you know the obje- the objective truth can still be and and not be known at the same time. So like it can exist, but do, but. If you if your perception of something that happened, if your personal perception of what happened doesn't happen to align with the objective truth, then that doesn't make your perception. Well, like how do you true. access the objective truth? Like if, if how do you get to that? You don't. You won't always be able to. I mean, I think uh, there there are you know kind of um, you know kind of some of the things that I, I was was kind of studying of this was truth is universal. It's unchanging. It's proven by evidence. Um, and it cannot be owned. So there are certain characteristics that we can use to, to kind of get to the objective truth. Um, well, yeah, but when people say that it is my truth, I mean, it's normally about, it's not about a car accident on the street. It's about something that, that happened to them or that they believe, or that they had some experience that leads them to believe this thing. And that is now true for them. So right. I think you're right that when people say that, they don't literally mean it is the God's honest truth. They mean that because they have experienced this thing and because they have seen and done this thing, this new thing is, is true for them, and it happened for them. And as an extension, there's nothing else out there that can be that can conflict with that. So, Right, and I think, that's, I think that's part of the problem, is that when we say my truth or your truth, it, it claims it as like un, unfound, like it it negates itself from criticism, which what's, I think is very problematic. What's, what's an the time? example when somebody uses this? Um, because I know, I I I have heard this as well. I've I've heard this phrase constantly. I think people definitely are familiar with it. Well, I think um, yeah. So I, I think people an example. Right. I think so. People maybe when they make a lifestyle change or whatever that may be, um, you know, they'll say, well, n- well, now I'm living out my truth. They become goth. Yeah. What I mean, literally, it can be anything. <laughs> I, I mean, there are examples. It's been used all over the place, which is why I think it's so problematic is that you, you know, whatever change or decision you make, you, you, you know, declare it as your truth. And then all of a sudden, you know, it cannot be, you know, questioned or examined by, by anybody in that person's, you know, circle because it, it they have declared it as truth. Um, and so, right. you know, again, part of this is just phrasing. So I think it's problematic when we do that uh, for, for those reasons. Uh, and if they were to say, you know, well, my decision is, you know, based on my experience, I'm choosing to do this. Okay, fine. L- let's talk about it. You know, what, what led you to yeah. 
to that uh, this decision, what what are your reasonings, that kind of thing. But when it said, oh, this is my truth, well, then it's like, oh, right. well, okay, you know, you, that I, must I be right then. Gonna, I think this is going to come down to a, a semantics argument like with, with Patrick's where his issue wasn't really that, you know, the media wasn't causing the divide. He was upset that people were saying it's all the media's fault. And his he took that personally against like local media um, and people who are doing good news when that's not really what people meant when they said it. Right. So more about the, the nomenclature of like people when people say that, that's not really what those words mean. Um, OK, but, so, but, but those are two why I'm things. why I want to argue this is because I'm afraid that we're entering a point where where that it where that does become true where um you know you when the phrasing that is used becomes what they actually believe and so you know as a society we begin to believe that when someone says my truth your truth then that cannot be questioned in any kind of way because the reality is in the in the collective society's mind is that truth is, is changing and is, uh, and is personal and is up to the individual when the reality is truth is objective, truth is the truth. So you don't want people to be able to hide behind it and say, like, you know, if something happened and they think it happened a certain way or they wanted it to happen a certain way, they're just going to believe that it is, but that is, is not how it should be used. But if it's something like just about... I don't know, something harmless that doesn't really mean anything, that that's, that's really okay. They just shouldn't say it. They shouldn't phrase it like that. Mm, yeah. They shouldn't label it as, okay. Because I was trying to like pin down exactly where your issue is. Because we can talk about whether or not objective truth is real all day long. I mean, they've been doing that since Plato. But, <laughs> right. Um, and I doubt we're going to come to better conclusions about it than he did. <laughs> um, but I, so I want to I wanna attack specifically, because I, I wish you would, Give me an example of, of, of what people, um, when they say this, what they say this about. Because I think there probably are instances where it doesn't matter and instances where it does. Well, I think, you know, today, um, I don't know when, when exactly this is going to come out. But today, my wife Erin and I were watching uh, on, on TV. Yes, my wife. Um, shout out, Erin. Um, we were shout watching... Out you know, Ellen DeGeneres make her announcement about her final season of her talk show. Devastating, so she, isn't it? Right. Um, You're really placing us in time in this recording. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. But, no, uh, that's, so that's good. You, you asked for an example. So anyway, she, she's talking through the different reasons why, you know, season 19 is, is the season, and, and she's kind of reflecting on, um, you know, many years ago when when she came out uh, as, a, as a lesbian on uh, – the TV show that she was on at the time. Um, and, and her phrasing in that, she says, you know, X number of years ago, I, I came out and uh, decided to live my truth. And that's, a, that's a, a phrase or that's a way that the phrase I feel like is used very frequently. And, and I just think it's problematic because she, she chooses to say that she moment in time. She's secretly straight. No, like that, that's, and that's one thing I want to be clear, like on this is not an attack of anybody's choice of lifestyle. Like they're, they're, you know, you, they can make that decision. That's not a problem at all. So what can they say instead? What can that, what, like, what's, what's an alternative? Because I, you know, I hate to agree, but it's, um, it, it like, I, I feel like people can 
say that, but I feel like they the sentiment is okay, but the, the phrasing. Right. I mean, I'm not going to come on here and argue that you know words don't mean things. I'm not going to do that, <laughs> but I am going to I am going to say that people can have their own perspectives, and whether they are have any basis in objective fact can can assert them as objective fact. I am going to say that because right. it's not really a real thing. So what could they? say instead when they're talking about something that's sensitive like that and personal because that's that's the other thing is nobody wants to uh, refute that because it is always about something that is sensitive and personal so what could they say instead that doesn't sound as overt as that i mean i think it's just that you know in in that time or like in for her uh for the uh, case of ellen right there you know she could have just said that whatever year it was, she, you know, made a, a very brave announcement to the world, you know, where she was, uh, you know, could have faced lots of backlash from, from people at the time. She, she chose to make uh, an announcement about herself, um, of, of a lifestyle that, that she, um, was, was choosing to live. And so, yeah. you know, that kind of what you were saying, it's, it's, it maintains, that it's a personal decision for her, but I think it, it doesn't elevate it to the level of, of truth. Ellen Vate. It doesn't elevate it to a level of truth where if we believe that truth is, is objective, then, then it is one truth and it cannot be attacked. And so I think when people use that phrase, they, it tries to elevate it to that level in which it can't be, you know, right. And in, in her case, I feel like that that would be something that is just like something that is like it's not something that she even has to really claim is something that's like she chose or that she um, mm-hmm. like uh, had to work at or that's mm-hmm. like up for debate. Like it, it's right. really just like it's just the case. And and she um, announced that. I mean, and additionally her truth now is probably that she's not doing the show because the accusations against her were misogynistic exactly. or homophobic or whatever. And really just the reality is she's probably just a terrible boss, but she's just I don't dip- know that. Yeah. You don't her know that. truth is probably that she's just dipping out of the show while and somebody she can. else's truth is that she is maniacal. But exactly. Yeah. So, how so can, but okay. So, it, but even if there is an objective truth to that, we can't perceive it that what what's wrong with people asserting that their own perspective as because especially when it's it's in conflict with someone else's truth if someone says this is my truth she's a good boss or that she's a, she's a bad boss and her uh, her response is going to be well if that's your truth then my truth mm-hmm. is this and if right. anything that just perpetuates this idea that there, there isn't really anything that's solid right Right. So again, it's, it's the, my problem is that we have used the word truth. And like you just said right there, two people having two truths, that's not possible. Well, yeah, but it's, it's about experiences. It's not just, they have two, correct. They have two experiences. They have two, um, you know, perspectives that they have lived a certain event or, uh, situation in their life but can't something be true still if it's true for one person like I, i'm saying like it's not like hard data it's not ones and zeros you can't look at it and say it is yeah. this it is not that so if yeah, this it is w- true for somebody it why can't it be just tr- truth in general 
Well, I think it's because it can't uh, record I, a one specific thing. Right. I said this earlier. You know, you what you believe may happen to align with with what is objectively true, but your belief in it is not what makes it true. But how can you identify what is objectively true? We, and why we do we won't, even need that? We won't always be able to. Let's let's assume that um, it it doesn't it, that it does exist. Let, let, that objective truth is a thing. Can't that be a a good thing that people proclaim their own realities for their own like sanity and perspective? Like what what is really the use? As long as it's not like actively harming someone else in claiming to have your own like I guess reality. Beyond just like general delusion. What is the use in it? Yeah, because I wanted to bring up Steve Jobs' reality distortion field, <laughs> which is where he would essentially just trick himself into thinking something that was completely true, that was completely true to him. And the effect of, and it, it wasn't. It, it, every, people would try to tell him, and he would just discard it, he would push them away. And as a result of that, it, it, it made him more successful. It, like, it attracted people to him and it, it made him excel far beyond what people expected of him. If, you okay. know, if he had a, if he had a dollar for every time somebody told him, uh, he was wrong, something he wasn't able to do something, he still would have come out ahead with that money instead of the money he made. So one might be able to say that he faked it until he made it. Yes. So if he is faking it, then it's not true. He doesn't truly believe yeah. that he is this, Whatever he was, you know, portraying no, himself did. to be, he, well, he may did. have. Yes. <laughs> so, so I'm saying, like, even if there is no such, like, if there is an objective truth, what's really the use in, you know, making sure everything fits that that standard? If it's not actively harming someone else, like, why the the clinging to it? Why not well, just I... let people live in their own world? <laughs> Because we have to, we have to live with each other. I mean, we have to, we as a. No, we don't. Just, yes, we do. Yes, I, don't. I mean, well, you know, the, we well. live in a society. We live in communities Say all, that again? all across the country. Say that again. We live in a society. Okay. And we live in communities. <laughs> have, have you mentioned that in every single podcast now? The Joker. Mm-hmm. Have I? I. We might need to go back and count. I think it's been several times. I just, I mean, I can't hear, it can't let you off the hook for saying the phrase, we live in a society. Gotcha. Well, we do. And, and so (laughs) (laughs) people, people in, you know, communities throughout the country, they have to, you know, exist with each other. And so there has to be this, you know, way that we treat one another and way that we interact with one another. Yeah, but I'm saying if it doesn't harm anybody else, who cares? If you're living in your truth... Your truth, whatever that may be that you have invented, you know, may not My help the, the collective society. Apartment. I don't care about collective society. I'm just living here, and you know, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, insane. But like, I could, I could sit here and make up whatever I wanted for myself. Who cares? I mean, object. Like, just I don't. I'm arguing against the necessity of that being the golden standard, that we first go to that and then look at perspective, because that's boring. And what kind of debates could we ever have if there is just objective stuff? I mean, ones that lead to innovation and ones... I mean, so you look at... Innovation. 
so you know what do we what do you do with things like gravity and things like Newton's law, like those kinds of I'm things. I'm not talking about, well, actually none of that is objective truth either. Uh, they just kind of named it, decided it. Um, okay, it has a name, but it's a thing that is exi- <laughs> that exists that we have named. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people and their experiences and their beliefs. If I want to say that I am an alien, if I that I came from Mars or a distant galaxy from Xenu, and I came in here and, I, and I'm, and that's just who I am today. I mean, so what? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with it is that if you claim that whatever, you know, it is, is objective truth, then, then there's no, you know, conversation that can be had between the two of us. There's no relationship that can be had between the two of us. There's no understanding of one another because you have claimed your life, you know, your decisions, your choices as truth. And if mine don't align with that, then... Then there but can Steve be Jobs no interaction. Thinking that you know he uh, was perfectly able to do all the meet the sales figures that he wasn't going to beat and make the technology that he wasn't going to meet and be nice to people that he wasn't nice to. He walked around with all these beliefs and none of them were true. And look at him now; he's dead. <laughs> I was waiting for that. And b- before that, <laughs> and that's the place we're all wanting to get to, right? <coughs> Death. Right. I was yeah. kidding. He um. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the, the exception to the rule, but I'm, I'm just giving an example that what, what we're talking about here, as far as perspective, it can be a powerful thing not to be so strictly aligned to what is objectively true. That the wiggle room behind that and how every kind of experience is perspective, things only exist as we perceive them. Um, that, that that is more beneficial to doing things and living life than just being about the regimen. So what if here's here's my question. So what if I think it might be more beneficial if we relied on our perspectives but with an understanding that my percept my perspective of a situation or of life as a whole or you know you can make it how big or how small you want to make it it might be beneficial to believe that hey the way I perceive things my pers- my perspective may not be true and that's okay. So like and so I think it's, I think that can be okay as well is depending on what it is. But yeah. what we've done is the opposite. We we've decided to say, you know, I'm right. The way I see the world is right. No matter what, so much so that it is my truth that I'm, that I'm living out in this life because it's the way I perceive the world and it's my perspective. And that's the true perspective. Whereas, but I think it's a minority of people who are asserting what they're saying on the world that it has to be their way or the highway. I think m- most of the time that it gets used, it is about something where they feel like it wouldn't be accepted or they wouldn't be believed, and they have to make it their truth because it, it wouldn't be accepted otherwise. And that's more important to them than what the consensus assumption, objective truth, would be. Yeah. But I think, again, what I'm saying is that that can be dangerous when we when we as a society move what is move the line at from what is reality so we we continue to move you know what is reality to to whatever someone believes it to be yeah i mean there has to be some constants there have to be some i'm i'm concerned about what the what the use of the word and of the phrase 
may result in in the bigger picture, the, the grand scheme of things. So if two people remember an event completely differently and there's no real way to know what the objective truth is, mm-hmm. um, I mean, what then? Should they not claim it? Should they just give up and say, you know, I... You tell me, say, law student. Yeah, well, they what say... Is, so- what's our process in this country for, <laughs> for dealing different. with this? That is different. If they say That's not different, though. Well, well, then they, you know, we go to evidence, but there's not always going to be evidence. But if... if if I remember an event one way and you remember it a different way, do we both just mutually agree that we don't know how it happened? Or is, where does subjective fact fit in at that point? Excuse me. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I think <coughs> I, I, I think that's a real possibility that that the two people who saw the event may not have perceived it correctly, uh, correctly and, and perceived it in the way that is the objective truth. I mean memory in and of itself is a is a problematic you know thing and, and, yes. a, and a faulty thing so and because of that it makes it harder to to reach the subjective standard so i'm saying how do we get there if there isn't and, and if we're so reliant on it as the absolute fact when two people remember something differently what what do we do i mean is it still no longer acceptable to say this is this is my truth because there is no nothing to compare it to other than something that somebody says the direct opposite of. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's. I think it is problematic for that uh, you know false or faulty uh, perception that someone may have had to be. I think it's problematic for that to be declared as truth, even when you know you may not know what the actual truth is. But what if you're sure? What if you're sure that that's how something happened, but somebody else is sure that it didn't? Right. So, like, if, if you can't reach that, I'm saying, like, at that point, do you just give up? Or or, or can you still, like, not claim it? As, well, give, as me, give me an example of something. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, because, because the, you know, what you're saying, that's why I said earlier, you know, what are, what are the you know, laws and, and justice system type of things that, that we have set up in order to deal with situations like this. So, well, I mean, it, it comes down to a jury. You get, you, right. I mean, it, most of the time you just get 12 random people and see who's more convincing. It's so that, that <laughs> it is it, criminal law rarely has anything to do with what actually happened. Any kind of objective truth they use. So that's why it's a reasonable belief. It's a reasonable doubt, doubt, right? So, so they're okay with with not being able to obtain that level of truth, right? But it doesn't yet, mean yet it doesn't exist it to cast judgment. But I'm saying it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Like the objective truth, like what actually happened in any given event, is is like it is what happened. Whether we perceive that, whether yeah, but what, what we good perceive, is that if if nobody can get to it, I mean, because I mean, if, if anything that goes to my, we do point, the best we it, can. Is it, well, yeah, they do the best they can. They can't reach objective truth. They just go to what is more convincing, and then they use that to decide somebody's fate. So right, but you see, you see how high a bar we have to get to for something to be objectively true, and yet, it's, well, yes, in that case, right, and yet, our society is is at a point where we are willing and and okay with saying, well, my truth is this, and 
your truth is this. Well, the bar for which things are real are always going to be higher in a courtroom, as they should be, because you're de- determining whether somebody's going to go to prison or not. In, in real life, as far as Ellen is concerned, the stakes are, are a bit lower. Um, so I, but I, I see what you're saying, that it's, it's not, like, it shouldn't be, um, it still shouldn't be used so freely. Um, I, I, I still just, like, oh, well, you know, who cares? Aside from like the, the word just losing its its meaning, right? Because you know there's a lot of discrepancy in in the media. Like Patrick and I were talking about it, people choose the facts they want, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like that. But but it is still when, when it comes to like contributing factors. Like there are still things that people will take into consideration that will contribute to their point of view. And when that happens, it becomes real to them, and that's all that really counts. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, that that's that's the way that it uh, that it is right now, which is what I, what I'm arguing against. So. And you think that's divisive? So, what someone choosing to to believe that something is true and and that being it, regardless yeah, of what or the, vice versa. the facts may be and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that I think that's problematic. I, well, yeah, I think we can agree on that, but I I, I guess. I'm more focused on what happens when the facts aren't there to be found. Because mm-hmm. I think there's definitely a lot of willful ignorance going around today in, in like mm-hmm. politics and whatnot, people choosing what, what to pay attention to and what to not, and right. confirmation bias. But mm-hmm. I'm talking about like things where the evidence is not, is not clear and, and people have different memories of things. At that point... It, it like your truth can be whatever it wants because there is nothing to compare it to, and that's that's an assumption that objective truth does exist. We just can't reach it, and right. I feel like at that point it's acceptable for people to do that, because back in the nineties when or whenever it was when Ellen oh. announced that she was gay, I, that would not have been accepted as an objective truth to a lot of people, but to her it was, and I feel like in that case it's acceptable. Because it is true to her, and it was it was true. It just wasn't going to be perceived by the masses as objective truth. But, you know, with her whole, I got fired because of misogyny, not because I threw things at my employees, that is where it is different because there are facts on that. So I'm mainly looking at when we're not sure or it's against the consensus, and yet it's still true. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I would say, say, say your last sentence again. Oh boy. Uh, I just talk. I don't. When, <laughs> when it's not you against the that. consensus. When yeah, when when people when there's not like one obvious like I said like there's a car accident we all saw right. it it was like that I'm not talking about that I'm talking about like something that is personal and that is true like all the topics people bring on the show um, and there's not something like to measure against it. Right. I feel like when people have a truth about that. That's okay because there's nothing objective to compare it to. Well, I think it. I think it's more of a situation where the, the you know the person should understand that it's still whatever decision they're making, whatever whatever. It's not truth. It's it's just their decision. It's you know based on the experiences that they've had, their perspective. It's the decision that they have chosen to make, and that doesn't make it true because it if it were true, then it would be true for everyone. And yeah, I, but why does it have to be true for everyone 
to be true when there is no, like, objective truth to compare it to. That's what I'm saying. Like, why can't it just be their truth because there's nothing really combating it that's legitimate? Because I think there are other... Because someone else would could come along and say that that's not true, you know, and it's not... You know, someone else has a different perspective, and and they they say, well, my truth is actually the opposite of that. And so, again, it you know maybe we are just talking about nomenclature and and um, you know just kind of phrasing here. Semantics. But I, right, but I think I think if if two people are able to have completely opposite um, opinions and, and and are able to say, well each of the two opinions are truth, then none of them are true. And, and it's just their, their experience, their choice, their decision, their opinion, whatever, you know, whatever the proper phrase is based on the situation, it doesn't make it truth. So you're saying a thing is a thing, not as what it, not what is said of a thing. Right. What's that from? Is that Um, your first, is that your first, that your first reference on the, I, Probably. I don't That's know. That's impressive. Normally you, my, you're... my song quoting has been down. <laughs> um, I just, I, I just, I can't get past this, this concept that if somebody believes something that is personal to them and that is true, but there isn't like something to measure it against or the consensus doesn't agree, even though like, let's say somebody remembers something and they were there, but the whole world has heard about the event and they don't agree. I mean, what's, what's the truth? The person who experienced it or what everybody else says based on the air quotes evidence. It depends on, on what the, in terms of who is closest. But how do you determine Hold on. that? Hold on. Order. <laughs> Overruled. Objection. Um, I'm the judge. Depending on what the actual objective truth is, and again, people may not, you know, know what that is, but there is an objective truth of what happened in always. Yes, there is. Like, if you were to like okay. step out of time and view, okay. like, I would love to do that. Right. Ugh. So there is that objective truth of what happened, and so a person's memory of or uh, perception of what happened may it is possible that it aligns with what the objective truth is and it's possible that it doesn't so so they should say instead this is the truth not my truth and i'm sticking to it because personalizing it makes it susceptible to weakness right so for the in the future it cannot be owned that's that's the whole that's my they whole just thing. Say, this is well, yeah. They they're, they weaken their own statement yeah. by making it personal. They should just say this is or this was or are. This are. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, okay. I feel like that's a that's a compromise because that's it. Still, like acknowledges that things that are not like widely held or agreed upon can be true, but just that people shouldn't use it as theirs. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if somebody firmly believes that. something that they experienced, because otherwise you're just being like, because if something happens to you and you were there for it and you experienced it and the whole world is like, no, there's no way that happened. 
the the objective truth becomes what the world believe what the consensus is but you should be able to still you have a better claim on what actually happened than the consensus the evidence the objective whatever yeah so that, that's a good point and it, it uh, kind of brings up um you know one of the other i think really good examples of this over the past um several years is 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 during kind of the me too movement when so many um, sexual abuse uh, victims were were coming out and speaking out about this many of them referred that referred to what happened to them as my truth you know their truth whatever whatever the phrase was and 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 that was kind of the the phrase that was used to share their experience of what happened and, and now that's problematic because you know, there were, there were situations where, um, these people weren't believed. Right. Well, I mean, that, that's about why. what happened. And I don't, right. I don't want to, I don't want to get into this because it's, it's too much and it's like a whole other episode, but yeah, that, that is why I think that nomenclature got popularized and uh, thanks to Oprah queen, um, because it was so much of, of those were ignored and, mm-hmm. um, people were complicit in them right. and, that that phrasing was a way to get the attention and say this is not only because it had been said you know before like this is it, it was just like a known secret like the right. Harvey Weinstein would just like right. do whatever and no you know nobody cared but it had to get to the point where it was like this is my or these I physically experienced it mm-hmm. and it this is important is because owning of that. it and like taking and so again that's that's my kind of argument is that. We've gone from that of of where you know many people had to um, you know do something that would uh, take back power that had been kind of taken from them, and and so but now we've continued to use that, and it's kind of created this societal um, just kind of idea of owning and possessing truth over things. And so I think the further and further that goes, the more problematic that is because. Okay. So use it in emergencies only. Sure. Okay. <laughs> just because I think even then, I, I don't, I don't think they meant it as like, it's absolutely this way and everybody else's way is wrong. I think they meant it more as like, this is what happened, and everybody mm-hmm. knows it happened, and I am asserting it that it happened through this, this these semantics just to get people, mm-hmm. people's attention. Mm-hmm. So I think in that, which is good, and they and they should do that, mm-hmm. and I, I think that it should be reserved for that kind of. But I think what you're saying is, you know, if somebody, I don't know, got wronged by an ex boyfriend, and they're suddenly abusive, and they're being gaslit, and this is their truth, whereas like yeah. we have no idea. So right. That I feel like it can it can definitely be an issue, but I think in in kind of emergency situations like that, it can be acceptable, especially when the consensus is so firmly against you, when you know what it actually is. So I think it's it, it should be reserved uh, for that. Yeah, I mean I think that's a that's a compromise, and it's a it's a that kind of per, putting parameters like that around it would cause it to be used much less frequently than it than it currently is and right you know and kind of maybe reserved for certain circumstances where you know a a more powerful message you know needs to be uh, yeah portrayed okay 
I feel okay. I feel like we feel, could, feel good about because, this. I, yeah, be, I, just because. I mean, I'll concede that like there are certain things that like have absolutely happened. The issue is like people only ever use this when there's a conflict about whether it actually happened or right. somebody is a certain way or something with the there's a, a controversy about what it is and people say well no it absolutely is true because it happened to me and therefore it is mine and it is my mm-hmm. truth and so i i feel like if it's the things that about things where people but it's still it's 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 tricky um, it is it is and, and and again that's kind of the other thing that i wanted to kind of say is that words are important you know and and they're we should, I guess, pay attention to to the words that we use because they are they are powerful and they they have meaning and they have effects on people. So, um, if there are better words that we can use to convey a message or um, you know give, so give our perspective instead? or our experience, offer a solution. We should use those because saying this is my perspective isn't going to convince anybody. Because yeah, that's I think, the point. I, like you know, people who. Like for Ellen's situation, maybe the time was different, but for people today who are making, um, you know, that decision and and letting people know that, just (laughs) say that that's the decision that you've come to. These reasons are the things that I've experienced in life that have, you know, helped me to understand whatever about myself. And and this is the decision I'm making. You know what I mean? That's just how it is. Right. And then, okay. and then you have a conversation about it. And then there's, there's not this situation where you isolate yourself from the people around you and the people around you are isolated from you because you have declared something as truth and that can't be What touched. if I want to isolate the people around me? Then as long as that's not your truth, then we can talk about it. No, what if, I, what if I don't want to talk to anybody ever? I mean, should I just say that I am from space and i used to be married to a dinosaur that would probably drive away a lot of people that would shut a lot of people up good that would be effective so if you're listening and you don't want people to talk to you ever all you got to do is assert crazy things as truth okay are we done sounds good i mean we we kind of we reached that and again that's not the point not here to reach an agreement a compromise we're here to fight but i feel like we uh, came to a, a middle ground here yeah. I don't I'm think okay with that. you're objectively wrong. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is there an objective truth? That, no, we're not done. Um, okay, so we are going to take a break, and we're going to be right back, and Brooks is going to talk about his little things that irritate him, and I am going to talk as myself. Okay, so we will be right back. Sounds and great. And goodbye.
Welcome back to Objection Argumentative. I am Murphy Kenevig, and I'm still here with Brooks Busby. And now Brooks is going to, we're going to be ourselves, well, I'm going to be myself. Brooks is going to continue to be himself, and he is going to come on and tell us about the things that grind his gears. Hmm. Boy, do I have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with Oh, one. man, do I have a handful of them. <laughs> Got some things that grind my gears. Okay. What is first? For, first of all, I want to talk about uh, credit scores. Oh, and, boy. Like, credit cards and just the whole thing, really. Um, and is so, this an ad? Are you, are, you, are you part of a pyramid scheme? Uh, absolutely not. not um, can be recruited. So, credit scores. Just it, if, What are they, best first if, of all? Right? That's really the question. Um, and so they are your, basically it's your relationship to debt score, right? Okay. So, and, and really mostly like consumer debt score, right? Mm -hmm. So to uh, kind of explain my frustration with them, I would kind of talk about um, my, when, when me and Aaron got married, we, you know, were, we did not have a credit card. And we were, you know, buying groceries and gas with and cash doing all the, with a debit card. Oh, oh so okay. we, we, yeah, we used a debit card, um, instead of a credit card. I and we did that for about a year and a half or so just to kind of create good spending habits, not it doesn't matter, get ourselves in, uh, you know, a bad situation with credit. And so at the first of this year, we just we decided, okay, we, we've set good spending habits, uh, you know, our monthly budget is set and, and we've kind of learned how to live within that. Right. So we said we're going to get a credit card because we don't have uh, I had OK. I had pretty good credit. Erin didn't have any credit because she didn't have a credit card, um, you know, before college and that kind of stuff. So and this was like a big decided, deal. This was an announcement. You got the families together. You said we're getting a credit card. <laughs> no. Um but we decided to do that because we would like to buy a house one day and I'm a big Dave Ramsey fan and King. despite what he says, I don't think it's quite possible for a couple of our age, kind of in our income level to live debt free. To we can live debt free, but to get to get a house without a credit card. So anyway, I'm being long winded here, but so we got Shut a up. credit card in january and aaron could not get a credit card because she didn't have any any history with with credit um but we were able to get approved She's off because of my credit score and as soon as we got a credit card my credit score went down audited it went down points. she's a bad influence so so I decided to play their little game finally <laughs> after a year or two and who yet is my this score name goes drop down. them bank of america Wells Fargo. Uh, Chase is who I have. So. That's who I have. Oh. But only so it's them. just, it really frustrates me because they've created this whole system where, and they, they've gotten uh, the American people to believe that you have to have a great credit score to do anything in life. And number one, I think that's false, but it just is frustrating that when I did decide to play their little game and get a credit card and, and do whatnot, my score went down. And even just, just this past week. she doesn't week, have any? 
it isn't it wasn't like even she was just an authorized user on on mine it was all through me so it was my score that went down yeah but why when i, when I got a credit card i don't know you didn't ask I would have I mean, been on the phone with them to India, be like, "What the hell's going I mean, on here? What happened to my?" How sport? many how many hours do you have in your day? Because I don't have enough. So many, so much dead time. Well, I stayed on hold with a guy on CBS today for twenty minutes because he pretended not to hear me, and I knew he could. He just didn't he want to answer my question. He pretended not to hear yeah, you. Yeah, he goes, "Hello," and I go, "You can hear me. You just don't <laughs> answer my question." That's, That's a whole hilarious. other story. Go on. But I was talking to. Um, the parent of, of a friend of mine recently and she was talking about how they had just paid off um a, a vacuum cleaner that they had financed uh and when they finally got that paid off their credit score went down and so it's like mm-hmm. it's it, it's this relationship to debt score is what it's supposed to be but when you do what you're supposed to do with debt your score goes down and so i just think it's really frustrating um, I think it's really I don't dumb. I understand any of that. Yeah. I feel like so. there is an answer, but I'm not qualified to talk about it. Yeah. We should get Dave well, Ramsey on the show. Dave, if you're listening, come on, buddy. I know you have a controversial opinion. Hey, he's uh, better than he deserves, so. That'll be how you know if I made it. If, if he gets on here to you argue get him a hot before take. he keels over. He's got to be at least 70. Fox taking Dave. <laughs> okay. Uh, pet oh, wait, so wait, 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 so wait, oh, wait, credit card companies give you, they give you a bad credit score if you, what, like, what's the, what's the reason if you spend money? I, I thought it was just, all just about like having payments due and you not making them on time. Right. I mean, that's, that's what you would think it would be. I mean, you know, we, all our, you don't know what it is. <laughs> my bills are paid. You uh-huh. Have you seen that? No. I got bills. My bills are paid. No. Uh, what is that? Our bills are paid. And and none of that affects it. It's all like, oh, did you finance a TV or did you finance your toaster? Like none of Can your you finance a toaster. I'm sure, okay. I, especially the kind that you would need. The like, Listen, yeah. 84 slices. It's um, just a toaster oven. Because okay. if it's a regular, so, yeah, you it's can't like, see in. You can't check up on the progress. Gotcha. Okay. So it's like you know the stuff that actually shows that you do handle money well is not factored into this at all, huh. which I think is frustrating. Um, it, I it's feel all, like there's it's, an answer to this. Maybe. Okay. Ready to move on? Yeah, no, I, it's, it's entirely up to you. Yeah, it just, it just makes me mad. So okay. Somebody Google that's it, let me know. Okay. Number two is, I'm very, I'm interested to see what you think about this. So okay. I, Good. I am of the opinion that when you are going to a restaurant, you should not Which look I at the menu do. prior to getting to the restaurant. It is part of the experience to get to the restaurant, get your table, sit down, and then look at the, at the menu and decide what you want to eat. That's part of the experience, and it should be done in that order. As a, uh, a finicky person uh, when it comes to food, um, That's I look it. at the, mm-hmm. I look at the menu before going to a restaurant that I've never been to before, um, to make sure that there is at least one thing I can eat. But if it's a place that I've been to before, I don't need to do that. I don't think people do that. But as far as regular people go, normal people, I, I, I agree with you that, you know, that's part, it's part of the fun. You don't need to like f- figure it out ahead of time. But for me, 
I get scared that I'm going to sit down right. and there's nothing I actually want. Okay, well, here's my question to this because I knew I knew this would that's what you would say to this. Mm-hmm. And so, when you are going to a restaurant that you have not been to before, do you typically know like generally what type of food this restaurant has? Do you know yeah, typically that? Okay, I so guess. you probably know one thing per type of food that you do like, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they're, yeah. they're going to have some version of that it's there. It's probably not absolutely necessary. I just, I like to set expectations. I like to know exactly, I get a, as good of a handle on what's going to happen before it happens. That's how I Right, but you're going to find a way to complain about it regardless of what it is. <laughs> so this is, this is personal. <laughs> This is a personal pet peeve. This is an my actually my opinion on this is actually not personal to you, but I see. I do I do th- I do find it ridiculous uh, how quote finicky you are. I know, and I do to too. Me. I've talked about this like every episode of the show. Yes, I, I, I agree, and it is something I would like to overcome. And if are you I'm actively complain- working towards that? No. If I if I'm complaining about something at a restaurant, it's probably about the atmosphere or the service than it is the actual um what's available on the menu because that's their prerogative but it's normally about the help is not paying attention to me or they're not writing things down they're not remembering or i'm sorry what what do you refer to them as the help Mm, at a restaurant the servers waiters (laughs) um but no what if it's like like if i'm at a i'm not gonna complain like i'm not gonna get there and be like oh they have the thing i want so it's it's outside of that. Like can you like can you just let's just picture for a second okay. a restaurant that only serves what you like to eat. Can we wow. can we imagine that restaurant things? for a second? <laughs> and they're bland. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay, what about it? Yeah, it's not a not a great place. Why am I, oh okay, so I was meant to be visualizing it. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not putting the, the burden on anybody else. I think it's great that there are restaurants that have lots of stuff and that people love those things. I I love that for them. I'm not asking anybody to change. I'm I just want to prepare myself for when I have to do it and be okay. spectated and questioned. Well outside which I of always you, am. Outside of you, which I think you're clearly a an abnormal case. Everyone that I interact with uh, in my restaurant going experience is always looking up the menu prior to going there. And I think it just takes away from the experience as a whole. And yes. I think people should stop doing it. Okay. So. I will agree with you on that. Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. That, that sounds good to me. That sounds that's reasonable. And my third one is actually uh, kind of in line with the second one, but more so related to you and our relationship. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. This is good. I want this to be like therapy. Right. Uh, movie trailers. Yeah. Should not be watched ever. Don't watch them. Yes. I think we agree with this uh, on this uh, and we have for a while, thanks to our good friend Eric Striffler. Um, Shout out. Who is listening. Eric, come on the show. I know you have lots of hot takes. Um, you have lots to say to Eric, I, I would imagine. I have. Well, I've met him, you know. Um so yes, with this, the way movie trailers are made today, mm. in that they're two and a Problem. half minutes long minimum, and they it's just a plot summary except for like right. the resolution. Yes, I think they should not be watched, um, especially not in their. They should entirety. almost be watched after the movie. Yes, as yeah. like a reminder as of a hey, what just happened. 
Yeah. yeah. When they used to, they used to, like, back in the 60s, movie trailers were, like, it was just narration, and it was, like, some frames. Of, like, one scene. Yeah. It, or, yeah, or <laughs> the, the trailer was, like, a clip. Um, right. Which I think that's so much more interesting, because it lets you, like, use your imagination, but now they're always, like, cut to music, and they're, you know, it, um, it's always about hype. It's always, about, like, getting you, except, which is fun, and I love movie trailers, but, yeah, they get Right, way, they're really well done and edited and that kind of stuff. I will always. I will usually watch like the first thirty seconds or so, where I get the gist, where I can see like what the right. look of the movie is, what the tone is, whether it's going to be right. like good or not. Um, but you take it very, very strictly. That's yeah. That's, so that's what I was about to say. So I mean, we we're kind of in agreement to this, but I kind of go even further, uh, particularly when uh, I used to go to the actual movie theater. R.I.P. Back in the day, miss those. Um, what was the last like if movie a, you saw in theaters? Oh goodness! Uh, maybe Go maybe like theaters. Knives Out or something. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, um, like if a if a trailer comes on in the movie theater of a movie that I know I want to watch, I will literally close my yeah. eyes and like uh, this is hard to describe. No, uh, I can in see audio, it. Just but like cover your ears put, and like rub them around. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> like move your finger in your ear so yeah. that it creates yeah, put, other like, your noise. Whole flat hands like against your ears right. and like do circular motions. You can't hear anything. Right. And yeah, I, it, I do that it, too. Yeah, so I try to avoid it at all costs. Because uh, why bother? Because, like, right. because they're, they're for the the mass populace who have never heard of any of these things. And they're like, oh, right. and then you got some guy in the theater who's like, oh, that looks good or that looks stupid. That that's Mike. That's right. Jason. Um, or <laughs> you know. <laughs> Shout out, Jason. Shout out, Jason. Come on the show, Jason. Um, but like, it, it's you for them. It's, it's, I won't have to. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's to sell them on something that they know nothing about. But for us, like, we know the basic premise of what We've it is been already. Sold. We, yeah, we don't. We're gonna see it. And so, like, the, right. the purpose of it is is not. It doesn't apply to us. Right. And so, um, I'm kind of I'm kind of going against this. The more I get into like Marvel movies, because it's especially as we move into like the next phase of them, they're all connected in some way. So like I'm, I'm trying to figure that out, which is cool. So maybe I go against it in a little way there, but like, I'm really excited for the, for the new James Bond movie, whenever that comes out. But if you ask me anything, yeah, right. I think it's been moved uh, back to next decade. It gets moved all the time. Yeah, so but if you ask me anything about what that movie's going to be about, I have no idea. And I don't well, I've seen know, the trailer but I'll and still I still couldn't tell you it. what it's about. <laughs> Those are usually are usually good because they they are super vague and it's like some yeah. sort of voiceover and it's a lot of just a, a preview of what the effects are going to be and the locations and Rami Malek in, in a in a silly face. Right. Like I watched something the other day and the person literally said um, I think it was like a reaction to um, a movie as a whole or something like that. And it was talking about how, how thankful they were that, Oh, it was, it was to the, uh, to the bad batch episode that came out recently. Haven't seen it. it. Like, well, sorry, you should, I will. Um, the person was basically saying like how thankful they were that everything that happened in the er, in the trailer that was released prior occurred like in the first scene of the movie. Like that's that's not something we should have to be thankful for. Like we should, we shouldn't like be grateful that the movie as a whole was not spoiled for us. It's all just about money. It's all money. You gotta you gotta show off all the stuff you've spent money on so that you can get more people to see it, so they spend more money so they can do it again. That's all. Yeah, it is. I get it. 
But no, yeah. I, I agree with you. They're, they're, they have become bad. They used to be cool. They used to be previews. They used to be teasers. And now they are yeah. summaries. Right. They are condensed movies. The entire And I, like, there's so many, like, um, I don't know if you saw, uh, what the, what is it called? I, it's a phrase. Joaquin Phoenix was in it. I have so many ones coming in my head that are not in it. I used to live here. I know this to be true. I know this is the end. What is it called? Don't ask me. <laughs> this must be the place. All these books that are coming. <laughs> what is it? It was like my third favorite movie of 2018. Um, and oh, I'm, is this the one? And I'm uh, stalling now so that I can look it up. Uh, you weren't ever really like, here. Yeah. You really here. I was close. Great movie. Didn't watch a trailer. I watched it afterward. It is the entire thing. If I had, like, right. it is literally the summary of the f- first two and a half acts and doesn't show the the resolution. And so much right. of the movie is is enjoyable because it's so, like, sp- sparse and unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. And it's so, like, suddenly violent, but it's mostly, like, right. boring. But to know right. all of that, ugh, it, it just it it ruins it. That. So basically... The conclusion that we've come to is you should know, like, general, uh, generally enough about movies so that you know what you want to see and what's, you know, supposed to be good that you just go see it without needing yeah. a trailer to and convince you to And if you don't you know enough, it. don't go to the movies. You're not allowed <laughs> until you do some more background <laughs> research. You don't want your kind. You we have to get in the club. <laughs> you have to earn... Uh, your presence. That's what they should do. If you don't a have a letterboxed, you, you can't letterboxed. If you can't, like, they should, if, like, first time, when, when we open movie theaters back up, the popcorn guy or the ticket taker guy <clears> should <throat> have a, like, a 10, they'll be like, okay, you, you, you don't know, okay. You're super okay, sure back. I have, I have a 10 question quiz for you, and you have to get 100% if you want to come in here. And otherwise, you just have to come. Just have kids crying in the lobby because they can't, good. Because their mom doesn't know who Martin Scorsese is. <laughs> Um, it has nothing to do with trying to see Pixar. Um, yeah, okay, so we're, we're in agreement that it's it's just how they are now is bad, but occasionally, and they're fun to watch after. Um, yeah. But no, typically, no. But sometimes I can't help myself. Okay. I agree. Is that it? Yep. Okay, that's it. Okay. So I guess that means it's it's my turn. Um, for I'm ready my for this. one, uh, I have I have nine now to choose from. So give me a random okay. number between one and nine, and I will pick the uh, uh, respective choice. Um, let's go with five. Five. Um, okay. Spin the wheel. This is I'm I am spinning it proverbially for proverbially. Um, okay, and this is one you actually. Um, I'm glad you picked this because you reminded me of it earlier. The this is new, and as of new, I mean like the last year or something. But it, it bothers me so much, and I'm concerned that it's coming more and more the norm. That like in five oh. years, it is going to be constant, and that is the error that people make when writing when they say when they mean to say would have, but instead they say would of because would of. The contraction sounds like would of. So they uh-huh. are just saying, I would of done that, which doesn't make any sense. And they know that oh, wow. if you explain it to them. But constantly, people are doing would of instead of I would have because of mm. the sound the contraction makes. And I see it more and more every day, and I don't like it. 
Because mm. it's like it's not even close. Like it's not something. It's not like two and two where it's like okay, it's one hour. I don't know. But this <laughs> one, it's like the the differences in how it looks and how it sounds and what it means are so different that it shouldn't be as common as it is. You know, you know who you should have on the pod to Beth discuss Wilson. these kinds of things. Beth Wilson. Beth, if you're listening, excuse me, uh, Miss Wilson, if you're listening, Doctor Wilson, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you are welcome, Madam to come on the Wilson. Show. Madam Wilson, you are welcome to come on the show. I just spilled water on myself. Um, I don't know if you saw that. I don't know how that happened. You're welcome. You are to come encouraged on. to come on this show. I'm please. asking so many people to come on. Dave Ramsey, Eric Schriffler, Jason. Um, yeah. So does that? Does it, have you seen this? Have you seen people do this? Yeah, I was trying to think if I have, and I don't, I don't, I can't think of a specific example. But I want to know how did I remind you of this? Did I do this? You were just talking about the importance of, of words, and I, I think like ah, that. Gotcha. Like, like the two two, they're there. Like is is so common. You know, people mess that up. Your and your. Like that's, you know, people do that, and oftentimes it's a mistake. But this one, it's just like. Right. I don't. I don't know how these things just like suddenly appear. But if I if right. I was an English teacher, and God knows I will be at some point. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take off 50 points if you if you do this. That was your degree, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. English, baby. English, baby. I wonder um, what Miss Wilson's biggest English pet peeve is, what she would take I 50 would points off know. for. If she, well, maybe we will. Um, I will say one one last thing, and, and since we're bringing up uh, pet peeves, uh, I, I'll, I'll bring one uh, of Aaron's in here. Sure. Uh, she she can come on the show. She's going to get her own episode, but she can. Uh, so one of her biggest pet peeves is, this is grammar related, is um, when like families, like on Christmas cards, will use the wrong uh, punctuation for yeah. the plural of their family name. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really, that really irks like when her. Like when they do apostrophe S after Correct. The, yeah. Instead of ES. So as oh. weird as that. As, instead of as weird as that is, so like our friends, uh, they're the Jones, mm-hmm. and so the what you should say is from the Joneses. Yeah. With an es, and that looks weird. And, and do they do and apostrophe s or just one apostrophe? Jones. This that that would be the incorrect way to well, do. Which it. one? Both of them. Either way, okay. I'm sure it's done all of the ways. Um, well, right, because it's not possessive. Right, but the Joneses shows the plural of yeah. the Jones, fa- and and the other way to get around it is to say from the Jones family, yeah. or things yeah, like that. Yeah, it's so, the same thing where it's just like it's what it sounds like, but it's just right, not at all what it what it means. Right. So that's her that's her big pet peeve. So we have fun uh, looking at Christmas cards and, and, and another... burning and mocking them. Uh, <laughs> so if just, you're listening and you're a friend laughing. of Brooks and your last name ends in an S, there's a good chance you've been the butt of a joke in the Busby household. Right. That's right. <laughs> Brooks's. Right. But there are not more than one of you. There's only no. one. There's only one. Speaking of your name, uh, do you want people to follow you on the internet? So I've been thinking about this. You've been Um, thinking, okay. Because again, I'll I'll say it again. I've listened to every episode of of this podcast. I love to hear that. Um, Just the the most loyal supporter Mm because I am top one of top five. Okay, I'm Um, not going to comment on that. You're all equal. So if if you would like to find me, uh, dear listeners of this podcast, um, I am tagged in several of Murphy's (laughs) photos on his Instagram account. So... If you if you would like to find me, 
go to Murphy's Instagram account and do some do some searching. So much like Julia, you have to go through me to get to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I kind of like the way she did that, but okay. uh, yeah, there's there's pictures of me there, so you can you can hunt for those. Okay. And your name is Brooks Busby. That's correct. And can you spell that? Uh, B R O O K S Busby B U S B Y. Okay. Uh, and you are on Instagram and on Twitter. You don't really do much on Twitter. Not can people ton. friend you on Facebook? Sure. I'd love to be your friend. Sure. <laughs> uh, my name is, of course, Murphy Kenefick. That's K-E-N-E-F as in Fallout I-C-K. I am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. So is the podcast, by the way, has a Twitter. Um, and... The podcast is on Spotify, which is uh, my preferred method of listening but to podcast content. I will always content. send you the Apple Music link. You will. Can you tell that story real quick? What a story is that? Of you trying to get me to listen to Lana? Oh yeah, I tried. To, I haven't mentioned her yet, and that's that's we need that needs to happen. Yeah, I made you a a, a Lana Del Rey Essentials playlist, and you refused to listen to it because it was an Apple Music playlist. Yes, I listen to Apple Music. Shut up. Um, and Gross. you refused to even like transcribe it. And I'm like, I will make a Spotify account just to make it for like God forbid you take five minutes to make it yourself based on what I've sent you, but. That's that's just the that's where we are in this country. It's just divided, right? Right. Between Apple Music and Spotify listeners. Spotify is my truth, so that's what I'll listen to. Uh, yeah, and Apple Music is my truth, and that's that's superior. <laughs> it syncs so well with all your devices. Anyway, that's a hot take in itself. Thank you, Brooks, for coming on the show. It's so nice to have you, and such a, an avid listener and a fan, and somebody who uh, believes something so fervently. Um, glad to be here it's been a it's been a pleasure and i'm sure we'll have you on back uh at some point season two i'll be back with a new hot topic (laughs) um okay so thank you for coming and we are done now with this episode and court is adjourned actually court was adjourned before this section started court is very much adjourned now we're we at the end of first section we adjourned and we went into the hallways and now we're in our cars driving home separately um so thank you so much for listening and we will have another episode next week god willing uh, thank you and goodbye. Uh, everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. Yeah, objection. Uh, objection. Extremely racist. Objection. Overruled. <laughs> objection, Your Honor. Objection sustained. I got no more use for this guy.